Hi, I'm Kimmy Lupercio, known as Kimmy Loops on Instagram, and you're listening to Hall of Mirrors podcast. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the, another episode of the Hall of Mirrors. We have an awesome guest today. Can I say former? Yes. Former, former ICU nurse, Kim Loops. Yep. Thank you so much, Kimmy. Kimmy. Uh, so I found her. I found her TikTok on David Harris Jr.'s Instagram, which was pretty awesome. So it was already discovered by the time I saw it. And um, I wish I would have saw before it was removed from TikTok how many shares and views it had because it was like super viral. And uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, it was, uh, um, I want to say 171,000 views. And like 12,000 likes and, you know, that doesn't, I mean, I think the viewership is what really I want to see to get across for everybody to just open their eyes, you know, for them to see. Yeah, we, so I'm not sure if you've like looked back and saw when me and Mike started talking about all of this, um, I had shared a post that ended up being shared 600,000 plus times which was really awesome. And the, the whole, and all the listeners know is it's so important to me because my wife's a nurse and um, freedom of choice has been just, it's just been it. And everybody was on board with us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, stop the mandates, no to the jab, all this stuff. And, and lately it's just, it's been frustrating because so many of the people that were vocal have just kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. And it was refreshing to see your TikTok. Right. It's, it seems like the climate has kind of worn down and, and the big government has, has kind of grinded it to a halt where, you know, they, they start with incentives, uh, you know, we'll pay you to get this vaccine. Um, and then it comes to now, now it's to threats and obviously loss of employment if you don't get it. So it, it, it I really think that our, our viewership and it, they're starting to feel alone again. And, and I, I don't think that's necessarily true. But people aren't as vocal because they're finding ways to, to silence uh, those that are for freedom of choice. So we didn't get to talk too much before today, but why don't you, if you, if you feel like it, tell us your, your nursing story, if you want. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I completely agree. That's exactly what they're doing. They're censoring us. They're taking us down. They're threatening us. They're, you know, everything that they're doing to just block us out and keep keep what their agenda is. Um, so my background is my full name is Kimmy Lupercio. Um, I go by Kimmy Loops on Instagram. Uh, I have a four-year background as a nurse. Um, I've started working in the ICU about a year, about a year and a half ago. Um, I was in med surge pri- previously towards that. Um, so I worked in a hospital in Southern California and I started there as a new graduate, um, nurse, you know, they really teach you from the beginning, you know, you think it's a family, you think that it's all teamwork. You think it's all, they're all there for you, but when it comes down to it, you really know that it is a business. So, um, that's what I unfortunately found out and how quick they were to, um, you know, turn on us. So it's pretty unfortunate, but I mean, I had a good good time to learn and experience and all the other nurses who stood up and stood strong. Um, very proud of everybody, everyone from all over the country. Um, it's incredible to see how strong they are. How did it start for you? Uh, so you're, 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 you're working through the pandemic before there was a vaccine. And then when, when, when does your eyebrow raise and say, wait, this, this might be a little too much. 
<laughs> right. So once we noticed, like my husband said to me, you know, for we were really scared at the beginning, you know, right when it all started back in March, kind of where it's like, stay home, save lives, you know, do it for others and everything. We're just kind of like, okay, all right. We don't know the severity of this. We don't right. know what it's going to be like. So yeah, we do go into work every single day and see what we're supposed to do. Okay. Things keep changing. First, they say a surgical mask is just fine with the patients, just the simple little regular mask that you get for 99 cents and or for free, you know, anywhere just down the street. That's what the surgeons wear through their just basic procedures. We wear those for our basic flu patients, anyone who has RSV, RSV, any precautions like that, any droplets would come towards you that those are the patients you got to wear that for. So then a few months later come and go by and then they change everything to an N95 mask. Well, there's a shortage. So you only are permitted one and you get a brown paper bag with your name on it and you stick that in there and you leave that in there for a week. Um, things changed, you know, the CDC was back and forth and back and forth. One thing after the other, Fauci came out and said this and this and this. So it's like, okay, well, who do we trust? What is going on? Then we started noticing months and months and months go down by August of 2020. I would say you're like, Hmm, I don't really see big numbers and just my family members dropping dead on the street. Like they presumably told us that was going to happen. And, you know, you see people are still alive. Yes. Those there are people who are getting sick. Yes, I saw it. Yes, I took care of them. But it doesn't mean that I'm some callous nurse who doesn't have a, you know, a heart and and wanting to do right for others because that is all I care about doing. I care about caring for the sick. And to see people say that, that's what I'm, you know, I'm harming others by not getting the vaccine, you know, that's that's not the reality. That's not the truth. We see the sickest of sickest people. You're not coming to the hospital cuz you're healthy. <laughs> well, especially yeah. now that they've said it doesn't stop transmission at all. Right. right. Absolutely. Cause I mean, a vaccinated, a triple dose vaccinated with their booster and everything nurse can get me, can still give me the Delta virus. <laughs> Delta get, your, virus. get your fourth one though. Well, if you're immunocompromised, you have to get the fourth one. Now you better yeah, watch right. out because you don't want to let any of your viral load kind of try to trend down at all. So, so you're in California working at that time. And yes. California, arguably, from what the media would tell us, is uh, one of the epicenters for the virus, where you would believe, if you watch CNN, that <laughs> people are dropping dead in the middle of the street. <laughs> um, right. So, so at what point do they, uh, so the vaccine's out, and now they're talking about mandates. How, how were you approached about getting the, the shot? So I was back in the Midwest at the time that I received the email from the CEO. He sends it out saying, okay, so you guys have, let's say it was in August of 2021. And they said to us, you, we will be mandating this. You know, we've done everything we can to protect you guys, but now we're going to make sure that, you know, we're going to protect those who really care about this hospital by getting, you know, the jab. So at that time, you know, there was no much, there wasn't very much of a timeline to see like, okay, you have this long exactly from the state starting August 23rd, 2021, they're going to start testing all the unvaccinated twice weekly. So they're going to provide you for those kits, those rapid to quit kits that have, you know, ethylene oxide on the tip of them, (laughs) which is a known carcinogenic. Um, So those were- And you don't hear anybody talking about that, by the way. Oh, no. You're probably the first medical professional that actually said that on the podcast. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, you you see the actual creator of the PCR 
test. And it's funny because I say this to my family members all the time and friends, when we use the PCR test for our patients who would come in and go to surgery last year, they would show coronaviruses detected or undetected. I had a patient, I had multiple patients test positive for different types of like adenovirus, um, rhinovirus, uh, any of those little just, you know, head colds. And there was multiple lists of coronavirus. Coronavirus is by definition known as the common cold. And that's how it's always been in the textbooks as a common cold. So when I saw my patient test positive back, oh gosh, in 2020, they tested positive back in May of 2020 for, no, so sorry, excuse me, February of 2020, they tested positive for coronavirus 953 or something. It was just like a really random one. And they're like, oh, it's probably not the one that, you know, we're hearing about over across the country, you know, um, they should be fine to go down to surgery. And sure enough, people don't talk about that. You know, we would, we still test, we used to test patients and it would show like 16 different types of viruses on the list that would have the rapid tests. Mm -hmm. So it's just funny how that all has completely disappeared. And, you know, the only one that you have now is just for one type of virus. And that's the one test you see if it's negative or positive, when in reality, it tests for a multitude of different viruses out there. So interesting. Like, and, and I got sick, like, I don't know, May. And I got the uh, COVID test, but I also said, hey, can you test me for the flu? You know, uh, so they did. I got like three swabs, negative for everything, but I was positive for influenza A. <laughs> and okay, well, and then we had another, we had another doctor come on. He's like, man, he goes, influenza A, like they don't even test for that right. anymore. No, but we did notice that the influenza A after the um, vaccine came out, there was more um, positive patients who came in for influenza A and influenza B. So we did actually notice that. But um, by December, they said that the PCR rapid test will be discontinued by the creator. So we'll see what kind of new tests will come out at that time. But, you know, all of it, again, is just whatever they kind of want to make of it. So uh, get to the point where you decided, all right, I, I'm, I'm out. What, what happened? What, what took you to that spot? Well, I was forced out. Um, so, I mean, I would have stayed there if they would have allowed me to test, you know, twice a week at that point, but, or accept in my religious exemption. So to the point of getting there, uh, they had allowed us to submit our religious exemptions by, um, oh gosh, I want to say September 1st. Um, don't quote me on that because that might be wrong. So they said that you're allowed to um, present your r- religious and your med- and or medical exemption at that time. Then they told us that those were going to be very strict by the CEO. He said that they would be very strictly decided on if they're going to accept those or not, which is very weird because I had never gotten the flu shot until last year for the first time in the hospital because they mandated it. So I was like, oh, it's just the flu shot. I'm going to get the preservative free one. You know, these are the ones that they get for the pregnant patients to just in case they have an adverse reaction. I have a family history of Guillain-Barre, which is a known side effect of of COVID-19 vaccine. Um, And so uh, at that point, they basically said to me, you know, um, that's, I mean, that's your choice. Okay. So you can either submit this religious exemption or you will be terminated effective um, November 1st. 
So I re- I submitted my religious exemption and um, it was very detailed on every little specific thing they wanted to know about you. Um, I don't have like the reference back to it, but I eventually got my denial letter and they said, sorry, we cannot accommodate you to, you know, it would be an undue hardship to the hospital to accommodate you. Wow. Uh, I appealed that denial. And then again, I was uh, yet again denied um, by HR and the chaplain who con- tried to convince me to get the shot at that time which I don't think, yeah, I didn't think it was his place um, to do that. So interesting. So that's where I really feel like it turned for me when I heard Kaplan himself say. What kind of hospital? Sorry. um, Religious organization or just a. It's a non-religious hospital. It's a non-for-profit hospital in Southern California. Um, So there was no religious, um, you know, you know, funds, it would be all from grants and donors from the hospital, but there was a chaplain. So is is there truth? And once again, we're not here to put out misinformation. Uh, We just want to put out real information to people. Is, is it true that the vaccine is, was made in part or used to analyze or whatever some of the particles that are, are in it and I don't even know the right verbiage for it but from a, aborted babies and, and stem cells from from aborted children correct so well I mean I'm no doctor I'm I'm I am a nurse I do not I'm not giving any medical advice or anything sure. like that so let me just say that you know right. straight I was speaking in regards to the religious exemption uh, right itself, so, because it, if, if that's that's true that there's a ca- cause for a religious exemption Absolutely. It's actually illegal for them to not grant us religious accommodations. Um, And so knowing that, and they still did that, that's when I I knew in my head that triggered, okay, well, there's, there's a big word across my head that goes lawsuit, you know, (laughs) it's just like, and you know, there's tons out there because why would you, um, why would you not grant somebody something if it is against the religious beliefs when there are known um, aborted fetal cells in, in this actual vaccine. Sure. Yeah. There's actually uh, information put out by LA County about COVID-19 vaccine and fetal cell lines. Mm-hmm. You looked at me like I was crazy. I think that's the first time I've ever brought that up. Yeah, no, no. So- I was looking at you like you're crazy. I was trying to find the words that you were missing. Um but yeah, she knew exactly what you're talking about. Right. So, yeah. so, so, all right, then you're, so you're, you're denied uh, the religious exemption. You're then uh, you appeal it at which time you're uh, again denied. And then are you put on like a, the, the last chance list? Like, all right, here's a last option. You, you take it or you're gone. So they said, they were like, oh, luckily you are able to still get the vaccine um, through this time that you're unpaid from October 1st through November 1st. So if you hop in and get those two doses really quickly by by that November 1st date and timeline, then you can still come and work for us. Um, I did not. And I received my official termination letter as of Friday. Um, so they didn't say that it was a resignation. They, they actually gave you a termination letter. Right. Um, it's a notice of separation of employment, technically, because I did not comply with the COVID-19 vaccination program. Okay. How does that work in, in, in California insofar as unemployment would go? Because I, I know a, a lot of companies are, are saying, well, you're, you're, this is basically going to be considered a resignation if you don't get the shot. Therefore, they can be fought on unemployment. 
Right. So I didn't sign anything accepting that this was, um, you know, my notice of uh, termination. Uh, I asked them to send me my paperwork, but I did not sign anything, you know, clarify, um, you know, accepting anything because I'm not accepting that I was terminated. So there are a lot of things that go back and forth saying, oh, you may not be granted unemployment because you did not comply. So there we don't know. I haven't received any unemployment. Uh, I did. I did apply for unemployment, but I did not receive any um, checks or confirmations um, whatsoever. I have an interview with them next September of 2022 oh. wow. <laughs> uh, with the unemployment uh, facility. September, September of 2022 is the earliest they could get you in. For- yes. <laughs> wow. So you, then you decided on Texas. Can I say that? Yes, you can. Yes. Um, so last week I moved to Texas and uh, I mean, this week I moved to Texas and, um, you know, last week I decided I'm going to hop on a plane. I p- got a ticket, picked, packed everything I could that I own. I'm sitting on, on a blow up mattress right now. <laughs> um, and I think I just am ready to start my new life with my husband and we are ready to just be in freedom. Um, we just took a breath of fresh air when we're able to just, you know, realize that, okay, here, here we're, I think we have a chance. I think we have a little bit of a chance. I know that hospitals around here, um, if I decide, you know, to go with that route, which I might continue to do that for a while until I'm able to get a little bit more of an understanding of how holistic healthcare works. Um, because there's a, there's an army, (laughs) there's an army out there who is ready. They're all ready to start on that like natural medicine journey. So that's pretty awesome. Your husband was on board. I mean, how did it affect his career or what he does? Well, he's been a chiropractor in a very, very successful practice in Malibu um, for the last seven years. So he kind of just said, Hey, this is you and me, babe. Let's go. We're- wow. Bye. Malibu. So- <laughs> Malibu, Malibu, <Damn>. California. <laughs> So he, you know, quit and uh, last Saturday was, or last, no, this Monday, sorry, I'm, my timelines are all off today, Saturday on Monday was his last shift and, and it's bittersweet. He's kind of just like, we'll see what we can do. So, wow. well, you guys can open up out there and I'm in that's always an option. Absolutely. Did he uh, have like celebrities and stuff come through there? Yes, he had some. He had he had some celebrities. Surprisingly, awesome. some of them were not very nice. Obviously, I mean, not surprising. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, maybe maybe one day when you guys are settled and you know you're you're back to we'll call it normalcy. He you both can come on. I'd love to pick his brain too. Well, he would love to. Oh yeah, yeah. cool. So, um, congratulations, by the way, and and uh, I I can say we're proud of you for yes. for being. Uh, <laughs> standing up for your beliefs and, and, and doing it. Um, how has the support been from everywhere? I mean, what have you received from people as far as, you know, insight and thank yous and I've gotten a lot of amazing stories from people who are too afraid to stand up um, because they get, they're getting so much pressure from their family members, coworkers, um, you know, just all over the place. Like, from every angle. And I, I felt like really inspired by them after I 
this was became viral because I, I saw them send me messages and they were just like, you've been so inspiring. I did this. I did this now that I was too afraid to do it. But then I saw your video and, and that's crazy to me because I've never, I'm not the type of person to really be that, you know, tech savvy and to see people be inspired by a one little video on a kind of like recording TikTok, <laughs> you know, that right. was really, really cool. And I feel like the whole point of it was, is that, at the end, I wanted it to end inspirational. And I felt like that's what got it for most people because I wanted them to stay strong and I wanted them to show that their faith will, you know, endure and, you know, standing with God, I know is the number one thing in our lives to just, you know, keep our faith as strong as we can, because we know no matter what the battles that we're going to, you know, endure, we're going to get it through it with him. So, so we're going to play the video now. Uh, the, the the TikTok video. I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be violet sky, I could be hurtful, I could be purple, I could be anything you like. I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be violet sky, I could be hurtful, I could be purple, I could be anything you like. I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be violet sky, I could be hurtful, I could be purple, I could be anything you like. I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be violet sky, I could be hurtful, I could be purple, I could be anything you like. I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be violet sky, I could be hurtful, I could be purple, I could be anything you like. I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be violet sky, I could be hurtful, I could be purple, I could be anything you So at what point did you think you know, did, did you see the song first and say, this is a perfect fit? What inspired you to do this video? So the song is from Grace Kelly. It's an original take on Grace Kelly's song, if anybody didn't know that already. And it's just a little like quick, you know, tiny chorus rendition of it. And I saw I saw this girl, she was um, focusing on finance to kind of help relieve a financial burden with her family and to achieve like a debt-free lifestyle. And that was the first one I saw the voiceover on with, with the, you know, um, lyrics kind of just showing her little stamps of what she wanted to say and get her point across. And that one really hit me. And I was like, as a financial, like, I mean, this is interesting. Wow. This song is inspiring. Like it touches you. It gets stronger and stronger after every single time it's said over and over again. And by seeing that, I was like, man, what if I did one of these? I mean, I don't know, maybe I should. And I was like, I know there's so many things I just like want to say. And it's just like bursting out of my brain. And, you know, by that point, I was kind of like drafted a few things. And by the afternoon, I was like, post. (laughs) So you said that, uh, well, I asked you, you know, why you had taken it down. And you said you were getting pressure from that particular hospital. Mm -hmm. I mean, were they like, uh, I, I, I didn't really pay attention. Could you see it on your name tag or... So I was told by a previous coworker that um, you could see the hospital logo um, Mm. on my badge uh, because I had another type of like a, you know, just another type of like badge cover on top. And then there was uh, on the very bottom piece, it looked like it showed part of the hospital's um, logo on there. So they wanted to take legal action. And um, but, but, but what legal action uh, could they have taken? Honestly, it, you didn't say only, anything that was slanderous. Right. I never once defamed or, you know, used their name in a, right. in a negative connotation whatsoever. So um, I don't know how much they were able to be actually 
you know, what they would be able to be actually do. I don't know. Well, to, to defend yourself regardless, is going to cost you money. Right. But, right. <laughs> but you can always re-record that video minus your badge. Just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying. It's true. It's true. Um, I think the fear just got to you and the devil kind of just snuck in there and he was like, you know, we're going to get you. So I kind of just was like, all right, well, let me just take this down. I don't want any, like, I know there's already so much going on. It just like, I was just like afraid and you just get that really gut feeling. You're just like, oh, yeah. oh my God, can you take this down? So yeah, for, for lack of a better term though, or terms though, that that's what they want. Of course. They, you know, they, they want to, to scare you into submission, you know, for once again, they, they, they start with incentives, then they try to compel you. Then they, they put your, your coworkers against you. Then you become the enemy, then you do it or you're gone. And right. this is just another extension of that in so far as look, don't you dare talk about us. Don't you dare stand up for what you believe in. Right. You must comply or you're gone. And that's what I faced. And, you know, it was their loss. <laughs> so were you from SoCal? No, I'm actually from the Midwest. I'm from Okay, Kansas. I was going to ask you, Kansas. Yep. Wow. <laughs> yep, How uh, did you end up in California? So this guy I started dating, it was a We met in Kansas City downtown and it was a long, it was a one year long relationship and he was in the middle of chiropractic school. And then um, he was like, okay, well, we've done this long distance thing for a year. How did you come out here? And so I went to graduate school out in um, California and that's where, that's where it all started. <laughs> cool love story. Awesome. Yeah. So, and then you, how did you pick Texas? So we have no family here. He has a cousin here. Um, we don't have any friends here. Um, but, you know, we were just. That might be a good thing, though. I, I think so. <laughs> I think, honestly, when I hear freedom and I hear, like, no judgment and be, be who you are, they're a conservative state come to Northern Texas, you know? So that was, and, and it's closer to family too. It's driving distance. So I think what matters most is something you realize as you get older and it's family. So did you like close your eyes and land on a spot in Texas or did you already see a job opening or? So I saw a job opening and working with that and seeing if I get it on Monday. So cross my fingers for that. Oh, good um, luck. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you're fine. And, and the reason why I'm asking this is because this has been happening for a while. So you've had Elon Musk and Tesla jump yes. ship quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, Joe Rogan actually might've started it when he's like, I'm, these taxes are stupid. Absolutely. I'm not going to be told what to do. I'm out of here. And many other businesses are following suit. So. Right. Back in May of 2020, that's when all everyone just started in droves coming. And, and, and that's when at that point I spoke with my husband and I said, Hey, I think it's time, you know, we need to start moving closer to family. So you know, we knew it was my number was seven and I'd been out there for seven years. And I said, <clears throat> I'm ready to move home. So 2021 hit, everything went crazy. The moment it hit for my husband was when he was asked to show proof of vaccination card and basically saying, you know, show your papers. You're not allowed in this establishment. And that had kept happening to him over and over and over again. And he's just like, Nope. So that's I, real in California. They're doing it's it. It's real. It oh happened. my gosh. Show me your papers. <laughs> it's so true. It, it literally happened and it is going to continue to happen. I get emails every single day showing another establishment saying, provide your proof of vaccination and we will allow you to still come to this facility. It's happening in old like 
you know, hot yoga studios and bar classes that I used to go to. It's just like to sneak it in. Like, it's okay. Just show it to us one time and you'll be good. You'll and the never sad thing is, is and, and people are just ignoring this and they're just not even seeing what's happening. It's happening. Like it's happening again, but it's happening here. Absolutely. And, and then, then a lot of people want to kind of show and shove in your face. Well, I mean, Texas, you want that you want to go there and then they have all these abortion laws. Like, no, let's go back to the reality of what it truly is. And let's see, this is my medical freedom to choose what I want to do with my with my body. And this is something that's being mandated. You know, I think when it comes down to it, if you're for mandates, then there's something like mentally wrong with you. If you right. seriously think that that's okay. Then- Texas isn't the only state with the abortion laws. There's others. Right. And, and, and you can go into logistics all about the specific, like every single thing of what, how the abortion law actually works out and laid out in plain sight, do with what you may with that. And And that's a whole different podcast. Maybe one day we'll talk about it. Yeah. I I just don't feel like we, uh, I honestly feel as, as males, we don't have a say. No, we don't have a say, but that's why I I have nothing of, we provide the platform to that. That's all. We just provide provide the platform. That's all right. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, So, so with that being said, this, this isn't America right now, right? It's just, is not America. This is not what our forefathers uh, had envisioned for this country. And that saddens me to, to no end. It's interesting. It's interesting to just, Think back over the last year plus, year and a half of all these people running their mouths, running their mouths, how, you know, I try not to get political, but get him out, get this new administration in, everything's going to be better, better. And now all these people have completely disappeared. It's so quiet while our country crumbles. Everything is crumbling around us and scary. I don't even know. I feel, I feel like we're in a movie. It it does. It feels like a nightmare we can't wake up from. Honestly, it's just like something that you never would think would ever happen in your entire life that you wouldn't be able to continue working at an employment that you wouldn't continue to be able to walk into a store without covering your face. That's your identity to to, to even to the schools where my sister is a teacher and I hope she's okay with me saying this, but she's a teacher and she can't understand what her children are saying to them. And she uh, vice versa. They can't understand what she's trying to teach them. And that's when, you know, years from now, it's like, oh, are we going to see a ton of speech impediments? Well, just and- think about the psychological effect on the children. Absolutely. It's absolute child abuse. And I'll say that because I believe that's what it is. And now, Mike, I- oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, Mike, you were saying that when it gets to the point of the children, you have a problem. And now on the all over the news today, yeah. here we go. Yep. Children Let's vaccinate five through, 12. five through 12, which is not happening in my house. I, I think that's where the, the uprising honestly happens. And I've said it on previous podcasts where you might be able to convince me to get vaccinated. You might be able to convince, you know, put my job over the line. I'm going to provide for my family. I'm middle age. I don't know how much longer I have on this earth. Uh, so I'm, I might be willing to take that gamble. However, if you force it upon my children, when we don't have any long-term data studies out there, that's where I have a problem. That's where the hard line's drawn. I think a lot of America, this is where the lines can be drawn. And they haven't done it yet. They haven't said the kids have to be vaccinated. It's coming, though. It's coming. And, of course, it's conspiracy theory. But so were vaccination cards right when the vaccination came out. No, there's no way they're going to do vaccination cards. Well, well, guess we, we were fringe people for thinking that. Yeah. But guess what happened? 
Well, we're seeing, I mean, we're seeing people fist fighting on airplanes. Like never, like there's been more people kicked off airlines this year than the history of airlines combined. Like just weird shit is happening. Yep. It's, it's insane. San Diego. I feel so bad for every family there because they are mandating it by, um, the next school year that the children, the five to 11, they need to have the vaccine. Otherwise they're not allowed to be in the public schools. And I think that's just absolute tyranny. It's, it's insane to hear people say that they want to sign their child up for the experimental vaccine back, you know, months ago. And we have, we had surgeons who would say that I, can't right. believe that they would want their and, child to go through that. And think about how they're marketing it, though. They're, they're actually they're slipping that line in that mm-hmm. the ex, or what is it the, the ex, not the experimental use uh, the the emergency authorization has for for this, which means it's still not cleared. But right. it, it, the emergency authorization has just been approved, and they're mm-hmm. they're they're toting it like this. It, it you know it's all done. Everything's going to be fine, but yeah. it's not. Nope. It's until they see what's going to happen to the children is when they'll make their, you know, changes to what's what the rules truly are. <laughs> right. And, and, and I, we always have to put this disclaimer on every podcast that we do. This way we don't get deplatformed. We're not telling people not to get vaccinated. We're not for vaccines. We're not anti-vaccines. We are saying that needs to be a personal choice. And that's really where we stand up is, 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 you know, you're trying to quell our individual freedoms. And that's where we have the issue. If you feel like the vaccine is right for you, go get it. If you feel like you don't want it, you shouldn't have to get it. You shouldn't be, you know, force compelled to get this vaccine. Absolutely. Completely agree. I just want people to know that they can stand up for what they think is right is in their gut. And, you know, they shouldn't feel like that, you know, anything out there is they have the, everybody has a choice. I think that they should just stand up for that choice and, and stand up for their free will. Um, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a hard concept, right? Like you have to be willing to give up everything. It is. And, and that's exactly what I did. And I think a lot of people are really scared to give up that because they still need to feed their children. They need to put, um, you know, they need to come home with a paycheck and I completely understand that. And so I, again, I just think that it should be your choice. So, well, you, it, I want to thank you for being an individual. And I think that's very important. And you kind of touched on it with the, the mask mandates in the schools where children and teachers, they're losing their identity. And I can't help but think that there's not a, a method to that madness. Because if you take away the facial recognition and you just become a number, you become child two, you become child four, and you, you become teacher 62. At that point, when you lose your identity, you start to give up your freedoms. Absolutely. Awesome, Kimmy. Thank you so much for coming on. We really, really appreciate it. We certainly do. Thank you guys.